Good morning, New Canaan. How we doing? Um, it's Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. We are still on lockdown. And it is going for too long. Um, only slightly losing the mind over here, but you know, we're making it through it. So doing our prep for the AP test. I'm going to nail it. Um, been enjoying doing uh, some review sessions with you guys, seeing your faces, um, and uh, and yeah, so we'll just keep chugging along just the best that we can, you know, while we're dealing with all of this, so um, yeah, well, I am recording Tuesday morning, because uh, I uh, was working on some grad school work, and so I didn't put together the uh, the intro, although I did record yesterday. Um, our interview for the day. Uh, so, uh, anyway, some uh, some news uh, here in New Canaan and in Connecticut. Uh, so, yesterday, unfortunately, uh, we passed uh, two thousand deaths uh, in Connecticut from the coronavirus, um, which was uh, not a number we wanted to see. Uh, but uh, luckily, hospitalizations have been down for the last week. Um, and so looking at the CDC guidelines, we're looking to see hospitalizations down for another seven to 10 days. Um, and then we can talk about, uh, reopening some things. Um, but we still have, uh, a large number of, uh, people, uh, with confirmed cases. Uh, so here in Fairfield County, uh, we're up to 10,763 confirmed cases, uh, in the state that's 25,997, um, Man, it's crazy to think of when we first started doing this, how we were under 100, then under 500, then under 1,000, and now we're getting uh, uh, close to that uh, uh, that 30,000 mark. So, um, you know, it just, uh, it is, it's really crazy that all of this is going on and that's still going on. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing some, uh, some, repercussions of this. So they're reporting that uh, by the end of this week, we should see some surges in prices for pork products and meat products because of a lot of the meat processing that is done um, by hand, all the deboning and everything else and stuff. Uh, uh, those um, um, factories have been hit hard. Uh, and so uh, they uh, have had to shut some of those down. Um, and so it's led to uh, what we should see uh, a shortage. Uh, luckily, our grocery stores have been um, stocked for the most part, except it's been difficult to find cleaning supplies. Um, so, uh, you know, we're all just learning how to adjust. So hopefully the weather starts turning. I know in New Canaan, they're opening up uh, some of the walking paths again, um, yet the athletic fields still stay closed. So still, um, you know, don't run out there to, to gather a bunch of friends together and and do a bunch of stuff because it kind of defeats the purpose of, uh, of going through all of this. So, um, you know, it's uh, temporary pain for, for long-term wellness. Um, and so that's what we're, we're aiming for. Uh, obviously, our hope is that we can have some semblance of an end of the year. Um, so we're still uh, out through May 20th. The governor hasn't updated uh, that at all. Um, but he's got a couple of task force that are looking into various uh, situations and, and what, could, what it could look like. So, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Um, you know, don't, uh, don't close the book on the year yet. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll hold out some hope. Um, so, uh, 
anyway, uh, I wanted to uh, jump into our interview, which was so much fun for me to do yesterday um, because I got to talk to uh, a dearly departed. Uh, fr- Whoa, that was not the way <laughs> I should phrase that. Um, she is very much alive and living her life. Ooh, that was a pun. If you got that. Um, so Miss Patrice left us at the end of last year to move to Utah with her boyfriend, Dylan. Um, and she has uh, really thrived out there and is enjoying the outdoors. And they bought a house and and it was so good. I, I've talked to her a little bit, but this was the first time that I uh, we actually did this over a Zoom call. So uh, so we could see each other since we hadn't seen each other in a, in a long time. Uh, and it was so much fun. It was so great to catch up with her. And I know many of you had her uh, either your sophomore or junior year, um, and so maybe wondering what she's up to, how her quarantine's going, what's different at her new school, um, and how she is living life uh, out in Utah. And so uh, we had a great talk, and so hopefully you guys enjoy hearing from uh, one of your uh, one of your favorite teachers who is uh, not at New Canaan anymore. So um, here is Miss Patrizzi. New Canaan uh, seniors, I have a very exciting guest on today. Many of you had her either your sophomore or junior year, and now all the way from Utah, she's calling in. It's Miss Patrizzi. Hi, guys. I wish I could see you face to face right now. I know. I mean, I can't imagine because you had what, four? No, you had four sections of them last year or three? Um, so I had four sections of 10th graders and then two sections of UX. All right. And so then the year before you had what? I had two sections of U.S., three sections of 10th graders. So yeah, the year before I had more of your kiddos. I'm going to, you're going to send me your roster too, because I'm curious who might be listening in. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, they'll be very excited to see you pop up on the SoundCloud. I have a SoundCloud now. I'm, I'm so hip and cool. Dude, I can't wait to check it out. You've just gotten (laughs) cooler this last um, 10 months since I've seen you. I know. I can't believe it's been that long. So, um, so how has quarantine been out there? Uh, it's been interesting. You know, we're not hit as hard as you guys are out here in Utah. Our total number of people who have caught the virus is significantly lower than where you guys are at, as well as the death toll. But, I mean, people are still taking it seriously, which is good. You know, you go to the grocery, you see a lot of people wearing masks, which makes me happy, honestly. You know, <laughs> I, I like that. There's a lot of humans out there that are taking it seriously, so hopefully things can go back to normal sooner rather than later. But it's weird. It's weird doing the online school. Uh, it's strange not being able to see people when you want to see people. I was supposed to fly home for April break and had to cancel that trip, so that was pretty Aww. devastating. Um, but yeah, definitely not 100% enjoyable. Yeah, I know. Um it's been like, there's been days where I'm just like, oh, I'm so proud of what I've done. And then three days will go by where I'm just like, come on, Joshi, get off your ass and go do something. Like, I love that. I, I realized it's like, it's very upsetting to me. Cause like now, like we all ask ourselves that question. Like if there was one more hour in the day, or if I had all the time, what would I do? And I realized it's about 10% of what I would, uh, what I think I could accomplish is what I actually accomplish. Like yeah. I would have figured at this point, I maybe learned a new language or like a new instrument and stuff. And now it's you just like, podcast. this is pretty cool. You got to give yourself some credit. There is the podcast. So I do have that. So that's kind of nice. Um, so uh, what was, uh, 
you know, we both started the same year and what was really fun about having, um, you in the department and right next to me in, uh, in the social studies office, um, was you were coming out, like I had worked in some different fields before this, but you were coming straight from uh, graduate school to being a teacher. And so news Canaan was your first, uh, official job. And so, um, now that you've, uh, moved to another school, um, what do you, uh, what do you miss about us back here in Connecticut? Oh gosh. So much, Josh. I miss so much. I miss the kids. I miss the people. It's mainly the people. You know, we had such great students. Um, you know, kids that definitely made my first three years of teaching uh, a lot easier than it <laughs> could have perhaps been. Our faculty is wonderful. Our department's wonderful. So much collaboration and positive vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just miss the kids. I miss um, even like when the students graduated. I'd meet up with those kiddos in New Canaan for, you know, after school coffee. And it was just nice to be able to still see them. And now being in Utah, it's like, peace out, guys. So that part <laughs> is totally sad. But um, it was a good community at New Canaan. Um, and I do miss that for sure. For sure. It's definitely a little bit different. And it's sad to leave my first big girl job, especially when everybody was so wonderful. Yeah. So how is your new school different than New Canaan? Um, so, I mean, the biggest difference I notice is, um, I'm sure you'll laugh, but the money, you know, uh, New Canaan guys, I'm sure you're well aware you guys are a pretty lucrative district, very lucky in that aspect. Um, technology isn't the same at my new school. We've got Chromebook carts. So not every student has a laptop. They don't bring it to school, but we do have Chromebook carts, but we have three of them for our entire department, which is 15 people. So if you want to use a Chromebook cart, you've got to put it on the calendar, you know, a few weeks in advance to make sure you actually get the laptops for the lesson you need. So I've gotten very good at planning ahead. Remember all my kids that used to ask me like, Mr. Tracy, I'm going to be gone next week. What am I missing? And I'd be like, I have absolutely no idea. Um, but now I'm forced to plan ahead a bit more. So it's worked out well. Uh, but that's the biggest difference is just the technology. Um, they're trying to get there, of course. But New Canaan is definitely blessed in the fact where we have access to so much unlimited tech i don't have as many grade grubbers though that's exciting that's i know that's exciting. the one thing i i think i could do without but uh Ooh, i just feel bad nice because change. yeah i literally like i will like be like all right it's u.s history what am i doing today and then you uh uh very nicely shared all your folders and they were so well organized that i have like each day within the unit and stuff and i'm just like it but it also it pains me because of how organized you were that you can't just do that at your new school because you don't know if you necessarily well you're planning ahead and stuff but uh yeah i mean I've a lot of research and projects that you did it must be hard to adjust to i mean are you having a lecture now um, sort of. So I, I've done, again, I've done a really good job at the planning ahead of things. So I typically, when I want a laptop, I get it. Uh, I've gotten very, very lucky in that. And fortunately, not everyone in my department is like hip with technology. So they're mm -hmm. kind of old school. So I really only have to compete with about six of them uh, for the Chromebook cards. So it, it's not too terrible. I'm not using them every day, probably like two or three times a week. Um, but no, I just, I've had to change certain things, um, things that would have been like individual research, we research together as a class, you know, it's, but it makes it more discussion-based in a way, and I definitely notice less distractions with it, you know, when kids oh, are yeah, constantly yeah. on their laptops, you know, doing online shopping or Instagramming or Twittering, <laughs> um, it definitely, I've noticed, keeps them more on track. That's good. What about like class sizes? 
Oh, okay. Gosh, this is so, it's so awkward because the classes are supposed to be 36 kids per class and I teach six classes. Um, however, because I was in, and they, it's, it's insane. You guys would absolutely hate this. I hate this. Well, the kids would love it. They do what's called arena scheduling, meaning they open up this platform for the kids. They've got all the teachers' names listed, all the subjects that they teach, and the kids go into this online. It's like college classes. They go into the online platform, and they literally choose what teacher they have, what their schedule is. So they talk to their friends. They make sure they're all in the same classes as their friends, which drives the teachers up a wall because sometimes <laughs> you'll get, like, a friend group of 20 kids in your class, and they're all just, you know, having a blast but not learning as much as would happen if they weren't as distracted. Um, but anyways, because I was a new teacher, they put my name in as staff, right? So the students didn't know who I was, first of all. Even if my name was in there, they still wouldn't know who I was. So nobody picked me. So, like, I've got teachers on both sides of me that have 36 kids each in their U.S. history class, and then I'm chilling in the middle of them with 14 kids. And I feel so bad because like obviously they're doing so much more work than I am because my class sizes are so much smaller um but I, I'm not sure if the same thing's gonna happen next year three two zero, sorry six. hold on a you're second. good you're good <laughs> um, um there's a chance that next year my classes will be bigger if the kids liked me who knows they could have all hated me and maybe I'll get another 14 students um but there's now that's gonna happen <laughs> I really doubt that's going to happen. Well, I'm a little worried. I 36 kids is a lot. My, my psychology class did have 36 kids just because there weren't enough psych classes, right? Uh -huh. So because I was one of the staff psych teachers, like I had to have 36 kids. They just didn't have a choice if they wanted to take psych. Um, but it was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I don't know if I love doing six classes of 36. Uh, right. But it wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be. How is teaching psych? Um, it was wonderful. I actually loved it. I loved everything about it. The depressing thing is, is Utah did not certify me to teach psychology. So although I can teach it in Connecticut, because I'm allowed to teach in Connecticut, anything social studies, you know, economics, psychology, sociology, anthropology, uh, government psych, all that stuff, moved to Utah. And they're like, mm, you're actually missing, um, you're one credit shy of being able to get your psych certification. So what they did is they allowed me to teach it for two years where I'm supposed to be actively working on getting my psych certification. And uh, I didn't really want to go back to school. So I just sort of talked to the principal. And next year, I'm teaching world history and U.S. history. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm bummed. I'm bummed because I love psychology. It was so, it's like, come on, guys. Like, I just taught psych for two semesters, right? I learned all about it, but I'm not qualified to teach it cool uh, that makes sense pretty sure I learned way more than I would have in a college class like the right. one shy that I am but it's fine no big deal bureaucracy I know don't you love it it just <laughs> sucks because I love I love psych and I loved um the person I was collaborating with she's a wonderful teacher and she was just awesome so it, it hurts that I'm not going to be able to teach with her anymore but gotcha yeah, it is what great. it is. At least I still have a job. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the most important thing. So um, what about like, so how has your guys, has your schedule changed with the online learning has like, so kind of what, what does your, your day or week look like now and stuff in terms of different than what you were doing in person? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's weird. Uh, we're not allowed to tell 
students to log on to, uh, I use Google Classroom, uh, but we're not allowed to tell them to log on at certain times because not everybody in our district, not all the families can afford to have a laptop for each of their kids, right? right? And a lot of parents are currently working from home, so they need to use the computers as well. So some of our families, we've got one family of like five all using one laptop. So we have to be really accommodating and very relaxed with um, when the students need to complete their work. Basically, there's no deadlines or anything like that. And again, there's no required time for them to log on, which stinks because I'd love to, you know, Zoom with them or Google Meet with them and do something where I can actually see them and interact because it's sad not mm -hmm. being able to see your kids every day. It's my favorite part of teaching. I'm I know. A mom the best so not being able to actually interact with them one-on-one -on -one has been hard uh what my what i do is every sunday i release a weekly agenda right that's laid out um we have a uh, block scheduling which um is amazing and you guys should totally switch <laughs> to block scheduling sorry don't mean to be an advertisement for that i thought i'd hate it it is the best thing ever it is absolutely amazingly great for just teaching planning and organizing but anyway so the kids uh, meet every other day, right? So we're still sticking to that. We still have Monday's A day, Tuesday's B day. So like I only set work for um, three or two days a week, depending on uh, the schedule. So I'll say like Monday, this is what you're supposed to be doing. I post the assignments Wednesday, Friday, and then I'll do a weekly video. So I'll have students email me with any questions that they have about any of the content. And then I put together a super awkward video featuring uh, me and my cats uh, where I answer their questions questions and then I post it on Google Classroom. That's so, so fun though. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could just see them face to face and they could just ask me questions live, you know, and like they're bummed about it. They'll email me and they're like, I really wish you could do like a group discussion, you know, I miss being able to like interact with my peers, you know, build off of their ideas. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's tough, but we're managing and getting through it. Got it. So yeah, so we, in our first week, we did uh, periods one through eight. Mm. They were like 35 minutes long. So and you it, actually, like, for 35 minutes, your kid was in U.S. history class from this time to this time? Yeah. Okay. And then they realized that this doesn't work. <laughs> so they switched us to A and B block days. <gasps> and so A days are one through four, and then B days are five through eight. Now, do you think they're going to keep that for next year? So they can't, if we go back normal, then we have to be, uh, we go back to our old schedule because they said that they would do at least a year of prepping before we switch to block. Um, and so we, yeah, so if we're out, then we'll be doing this. If not, then we go back to our eight day rotation. Um, so the only problem I find with it is just that because the classes are static. So like, period one and period five meet at 8 30 every morning mm -hmm. so what i've done with my seniors because there's no chance i'm going to get them on a zoom meeting and stuff <laughs> so we have like a lunch block for like 40 minutes in the middle of the day and then we're done at 1 45 and it's like uh reading hours uh so it's like homework time for the kids or it's like mm -hmm. allows us to do like um office hours or anything like that. So with AP prep, I do a 1050 Zoom call and I do a 145 Zoom call. And so any of my four classes can join either one. And then I just record it for like kids who can't make it if they want to do the review prep. Um, but honestly, my favorite thing is that once we're done with review, normally I'll get five, six, seven kids who just stay on the Zoom call. And, the, oh. and, and so we'll just kind of 
you know, just talk about stuff for, you know, five, 10, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, um, just my heart happy. Yeah, so it replaces a little bit of the classroom atmosphere. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I certainly, I, I'm sure you're the same way and stuff. I never thought I'd be invited into, you know, their homes and seeing their rooms and everything else and stuff. And so uh, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny, but no, it's, um, I mean, it's definitely a different atmosphere and stuff. And like, yeah, with seniors, it's just like, I'm not going to make you wake up at, at eight 30 in the morning to do a zoom call. Um, even my noon zoom calls are they're in their beds. Like they just woke up. So. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've all been the same with like, uh, you know, I haven't tried on real pants in like, uh, six weeks or so. So, um, and I've kind of resulted into eating my feelings some days when I really miss the kids. And so, uh, Let's just say I've gotten really good at making brownies, and, uh, and, and there's a brownie hot fudge sundae that will happen between the hours of 6 p.m. And uh, last night I ate it at 2:30 in the morning because I couldn't fall asleep. 2:30 in the morning. Yeah. Nice. No, there was another day I, w- I was like, there was a box of brownies, and I was like, I'd want a brownie and stuff. And it was 11:45 p.m. And I'm like, I'm making brownies, and so. <laughs> Yeah, no concept of like what time it is and everything else. And yeah, I've been making chocolate cake. Um, I don't have all the ingredients for everything, and we haven't really been going to the grocery store uh, very frequently. Um, and when we do, you know, I stock up on snacks, but then somehow within the next 48 hours, all the snacks I got are already <laughs> gone. So then I go the next week and a half with no snacks, and that feels pretty oh, torturous. man. Well, you can only buy so many cucumbers at once, so... Oh, stop it. You leave me and my cucumbers alone. They're so good <laughs> for you. I know, I know. Um, so uh, I think one of the most exciting things is obviously where you live now and stuff. So, like, you and Dylan are super outdoorsy people, and um, while Connecticut, like, the seasons are awesome, uh, like, yeah. it definitely is difficult to do some of the activities that you guys like doing, Um and so, I mean, I think one of the cool things I know, just because you guys like biking so much, is like Utah could have like four days in a row where it's like dumping snow, but then all of a sudden you'll get a 60 degree day and you can get out and like bike. So like, what is your most favorite thing about living in Utah? Oh gosh, it, there's just so much. This has been a dream come true. Like we are so stoked on this move. We haven't stopped smiling since basically. <laughs> um, favorite thing is just definitely the outdoor lifestyle. I mean, we drive 20 minutes and we're at these amazing ski resorts, you know, and we're just snowboarding down these mountains and it's absolutely beautiful, like breathtakingly beautiful and the snow is incredible. And then you drive 20 minutes back down to our house and it's sunny, you know, like the weather completely changes just because of the altitude. Um, bike riding, I mean, is insane here. That's probably the number one reason why we moved, which cracks a lot of people up when I say, oh, I moved here to ride bikes. You know, you just don't seem to get it, but it's incredible. There's so many free trails around here, you know, like there's a trail that you go downhill for 17 miles and it's the most incredible thing ever. We've got trails that we can ride our bikes to. We hop on our bikes, leave our driveway um, on our bicycles and five minutes later we're hitting jumps down the street and it's super cool. Um, Tons of hiking, you know, on the days that we don't feel like biking or snowboarding, we go for hikes and, you know, I bring my cat because that's a lot of fun and that's what cats do. (laughs) But no, it's just the beauty of it too is insane. I mean, there's lakes. I I was kind of um, 
I mean, my move to Utah, I'm sure some of my students know, is pretty spontaneous. I'd only ever been once. I only part, I mean, other than missing my family and friends that I was worried about was like missing the ocean, you know, missing water. But we got here and we started discovering, hey, there's a ton of water here. Like, obviously, there's a great salt lake, but you can't do much in that lake because it is incredibly salty. Um, you're not even really supposed to swim in it because it's not great for your skin. But we've got Utah Lake, which is 15 minutes from our house. And we go kayaking in it and you're surrounded by mountains. Uh, there's these rivers that you can go tubing down and the rivers were made by glaciers and it's beautiful and there's all these reservoirs. So we've definitely been more active since we've moved. Every day <laughs> we feel like there's something incredibly fun that we can do. So it's it's been incredible. Yeah, I'm sure it's not like uh, like here where it's just like there's days you get home from school and it's like, all right, that's it. Like, Oh, that's... Yeah. You get home and it's like, hey, let's go for a hike or let's go for uh, uh, an hour bike ride or something. And it's not, it's not a whole like loading the bikes up on the car and like driving to an area. You can just like, no, that's awesome. Like, uh, yeah. no, it's incredible. Yeah, I get home at three o'clock and literally exactly what you said. We just go for a bike ride. Um, it stinks right now because um, the mountains here, the ski resorts, they last year closed in June, meaning like they, they get so much snow up in the mountains that like there's still snow there and they still should be operating but because of the virus um they shut them down yeah. which was a huge bummer because this was the season we were most excited for you know it's the right. season where you can go snowboarding one day and the next day you could be riding your bike in the mountains you know like just like on a different side where it gets a little more sun and there's no snow over there and now we can't really do that so it's kind of sad oh that's a bummer so yeah i uh no i mean it, it's funny because like you always had like good instagram pictures and now it's just <laughs> like i'm insanely jealous anytime i look at one of your instagram pictures because it's like the most beautiful scenery and it's just like seriously this is her life now this is unfair <laughs> Dude, you make me so happy. No, I mean, it still takes my breath away. We've got mountain views from our backyard, and I'll be having, like, a rough day, or I'll be sad about something, and I'll literally look out my window and see the mountains, and I'm just like, okay, life's not so bad. This is all right. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, like, it's funny, because it's, like, my sister lives in Colorado, and it's certainly, like, beautiful scenery and stuff, but, like, you have to drive a good, you know, 40 minutes or so, and, like, the mm -hmm. fun thing about Utah is just, like, you're surrounded by it, and it's, like, 20 minutes, and you can be at Mount and uh oh yeah we're at the mountains in 10 so if you get to the ski resorts you've got to drive a little bit up but we're at the base of the mountains from our house in 10 minutes and there's so much incredible hiking and biking right there and just it's it's just breathtaking i don't know yeah. everything about it is breathtaking i love showing it to people my mom came out and visited and my move to utah was really hard on her you know it was very very difficult and she didn't quite get it especially because the main reason I'm moving is to just have fun <laughs> to the fullest obviously family's super important to me um but yeah again she was supportive but she didn't fully get it but then after her trip at the very end she just told me she's like I I get it now like I I, I see why you're here and that oh, just that's awesome. really good. yeah yeah so so a new addition to the to the household so I had met socks before but what on earth is going on with Blue? Wait, I hold on. Back up 10 seconds. You just cut out. Oh, okay. So I had met Socks at your old apartment. Yes, you have. But Blue is like a dog that's a cat. Dude, that you yes. can carry around in a backpack while you go... Like, is Blue just up for anything? Or like, he what... is the most incredible... Like, I love Socks to death, and I will never say anything 
bad about our adorable socks cat, but Blue is just absolutely incredible. He blows our mind continuously, and I feel, you know, like a crazy cat lady when I talk about him, but he's literally a dog. You know, we take him on hikes, and we don't even have to steer him. He's just out walking in the front, and he walks along the path and it blows my mind when he gets tired we throw him in a backpack and he just chills he doesn't even try to get out of the backpack he loves the snow I recently bought him little uh, cat booties just to keep his paws you know safe and protected he plays fetch loves fetch brings it back I know I saw I saw a video of him with there's like there's like 11 inches of snow outside And you guys throw something and he just goes and, and then he disappears into the snow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he again blows our mind. That was like his first experience with snow, too. And he just dove right in, dug out the little it's like a little toy mouse. And then he brought it right back and I threw it in again and off he went. So, so. Is he, uh, is he, was he a rescue or did you get him as a kitten? Yeah, no, he was a rescue and he wasn't a kitten. It was really funny because when Dylan and I decided to get another cat, I was like, all right, I've got three criteria. Obviously, of course, had to be a rescue. But my three criteria was it needs to be a kitten, right? It's got to be fluffy uh, and it has to love me, right? So I walk into the very first shelter that we went to. There's a bunch of shelters that you can go to, which is sad. That just means there's a ton of cats and dogs that need homes so guys go adopt don't shop anyways uh so yeah so we walked into the first shelter and we ran into this little little guy he's this little tiny gray guy and I immediately fell in love with him he had the greatest personality um I was just like dying like I needed to have this cat but he wasn't fluffy and he clearly wasn't a kitten I thought that he might be around six months old, but I talked to the people at the shelter and they're like, nah, he's like maybe two. Like that's a full grown cat, yeah. Um, So, I mean, didn't fit the criteria, which was stupid to ever set in the first place because like, I don't know what I was thinking. I just, I really wanted a kitten. I just had it in my head that like, I needed a kitten. We didn't have socks when he was a kitten. So I I just really thought I wanted one. Uh, I'm really glad I didn't go for a kitten though. And that we got blue instead because he's a forever kitten. First of all, like he's never going to get any bigger than he is right now. And he is tiny. He's so small and he's just so adventurous and he does the cutest things all the time. He definitely brightens up our day with his silly antics. So who's his favorite, you or Dylan? (laughs) Well, so socks is clearly Dylan's cat you know Dylan rescued socks when he was still in college so I I didn't stand a chance you know Dylan had socks years before I came into socks's life so that's always been Dylan's cat so I told Dylan when we got blue that he wasn't allowed to pet him and he wasn't allowed to feed him for the first couple of weeks so that he loved me more (laughs) Um, which is so juvenile but I was adamant uh so he has um by default taken a liking to me only because I forced it out of him but he still Aww. loves Dylan he's a lovey boy he likes to crawl all over us he hangs out on our shoulders he just he's constantly needing the cuddles yeah so I I gotta tell kids if, if they want to see some adventures of blue they gotta they gotta look at the the Instagram you have for socks and blue um, oh my god it's so embarrassing I can't believe I have an Instagram for my cats I can't believe I'm so not fun, though. I mean, blue's wor- uh, they, blue's definitely worth it. It is he is not a normal cat at all. But, <laughs> you know, like I would never create an Instagram for Cappy because Cappy literally, like, like she, because uh, Marie uh, has boss out in California, and so like I started letting Cappy in to sleep with me and stuff. And like me and Cappy will wake up at noon on the weekends, and she's like not bugging me to like take her out and stuff. She's just like she's fine. <laughs> 
she's fine to cuddle. She like shares the pillow with me and stuff, like puts her head, like she like nuzzles in and stuff. Like she just is, but she's a boring dog. Like she just is like, she needs like a 20 minute walk twice a day and then she's good. Right now she's like sleeping on the couch. I put a blanket on her. Oh, Um, you're such a good daddy. Yeah. So, um, so the other exciting thing is you moved out there. So obviously you were in an apartment here in Norwalk because Fairfield mm-hmm. County is ridiculously expensive. Yes, you oh bought God. a house in Utah. Yeah, yeah. So you're homeowners and you have a backyard and you have a new backyard project. It's, it's been a while since I've seen that much dirt delivered to someone's house. So, um, how Wait, is- you cut out again. So it's I didn't okay. hear the last 10 seconds. No, no, no. So I saw the big pile of dirt that you had delivered to your house. So how is the backyard project coming? What are you doing anyway? Okay, great question. So the backyard project is, um, it's a little spontaneous. I'm not going to lie. We were kind of just, it's always been a dream of ours, but something that we didn't really think was going to become a reality for a couple of years, but we are turning our backyard into a backyard mini bike jump park. So yeah, that's uh, it's 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 a process. It was again really spur of the moment. Um, I just went on Facebook Marketplace one day and I typed in dirt, and then <laughs> a bunch of dirt popped up, and then free dirt popped up, and then free dirt with free delivery popped up. So I was like, mm, Dylan, I think I think now's the time. Like we're in quarantine, you know, we're both home. Wait, you got all that dirt for free? For free, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the greatest place ever. Incredible. Like they're just looking to get rid of it. All these construction sites, right? That are working on whatever their sites and they dig up all this dirt. They need a place to put it. And instead of paying to have it removed, they put it on Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we were super stoked about it. But it has been um it's been it's been a lot because they delivered it in our driveway. Mm -hmm. You know? So right now we're spending a ton of time um shoveling all the dirt and it's a ton of dirt into uh the small wheelbarrow we have and then wheeling it out back and dumping it we've tilled our backyard meaning we've torn up all the grass so that was a necessity and that's you know that's a win-win because as homeowners we're like oh my gosh we have to mow a lawn (laughs) you know this is the first time we had to experience that um and we didn't have a lawn mower and we're like this stinks we don't want to mow like an entire yard so we're like all right we're gonna tear up all the grass in the back and then we only have the front yard to worry about wow yeah so it's um I'll, I'll send you some photos, some updates. It's definitely a work in progress. Um, it's not going to be huge. Our backyard is not very big, so we're going to have to get strategic. We're probably going to have, like, one really big jump, like a really big jump with a big kicker, and then two smaller ones, and then we're going to do, like, a pump track that goes around the entire backyard and has, like, some doubles in it, and we'll build some wooden ramps and stuff, too. We might try to make, like, an on-off step-on with our deck, you know we got we got big dreams big dreams i love it i love it um no yeah that's a lot of work i remember um i got a uh i needed to re-gravel my driveway and so i got 18 tons of gravel delivered and i asked them to spread it out throughout the driveway um and uh they dumped it all at the very bottom and so i had to wheelbarrow gravel up to the very top of the driveway and it was the hardest i think i've ever worked in my entire life how long did it take you Oh, I mean, it was like three days, but I, I mean, it was just like, I mean, I literally at uh, the first couple of days I had to like stop after two hours, um, to like literally change clothes because it was so soaking wet that like, I couldn't like 
I couldn't move at all and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was not fun. It was not yeah, fun. Yeah, no, I trust Voice me. home ownership. Yeah, no, I mean, we're in the, that's the problem too. Like now we're starting on all these other home projects. Like we need to take it one at a time. We want to expand our driveway. So we're trying to like dig out the side of it to make it all even. And I mean, it's fun being a homeowner. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm so stoked, but it is it's a lot of work. Oh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I, w- I would suggest as a, as a previous homeowner, um, only, only two projects at a time going simultaneously yeah. or else you won't finish anything. No, you're so right. We got to stay focused and we keep reminding ourselves of that. And, you know, we get super sore too. Like there's been days where we haven't been able to do anything with our backyard project because we were just like, today is one of those days. I don't think I'm going to go out there and shovel today because I'm dying. Like everything on my body hurts right now. (laughs) Yeah. Is the shoulder good and everything else? Like, um, the shoulder is not where I would like it to be, which definitely stinks. Um, I mean, it's fine. I can do things that it's just it's more mentally you know like it's definitely mentally messed up over it I can't hit as big of jumps as I was hitting before which is a bummer but like I'm hoping this whole backyard bike park will help me boost my confidence up again because I'll have the privacy of my backyard to practice in and um I don't know I'm, I'm totally in my head which stinks you know I moved out to Utah and I'm not as I'm just not as fearless on my bike anymore. I used to not really, I wasn't scared and now I'm totally, I'm totally scared. So that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's also like, uh, I remember, um, like I was totally fearless with like skiing and stuff. And Mm. then like a couple years ago, I went to the top of the mountain and it was like all ice. And I was just like, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. I don't need to do double black diamonds just because. Tell me that because. When you come visit, I'm taking you snowboarding or well, skiing. Well, it's different in Utah. It's different in Utah. I'm sorry. Okay, what, is, what is ice? I'm sorry. I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. it is in Utah. Yeah. You guys get powder. You have like a, a, a snow depth of like 136 inches a year. Like it's, it's insane. I think it's more than that. It's literally oh, it is. It is. mind-blowing uh, here. Yeah, I went, to, I went to Alta like 20 years ago or so, and it was like insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's so much fun. The powder in Utah is like, it's like, I mean, Colorado is fun, but it's nowhere near compared to the, pow- if you like powder skiing, a powder skiing also is so much more work than oh, it's exhausting. Rails. It's, it's exhausting. exhausting. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. So yeah. So that's my last question. When can I visit? Dude, whenever this craziness is over, you are more than welcome anytime. I mean, it doesn't even matter what season you come out because there's, incredibly fun things to do all year round you know come out in the winter we go snowboarding you come out in the summer we go tubing kayaking mountain biking and hiking I mean even if you come out in the winter when my mom came um she's not into the snow and she came in January so we drove four hours to Zion National Park where the weather was absolutely beautiful and warm and the views were insane you know so there's always something to do out here oh man you're making me me jealous are there any openings at your school Dude, like, there's not right now, but I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Although the new Canaan family would probably die if they lost you. Yes, I'm all joking, kids. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. Um, so, well, my God, it is so good to see you and so Thank good to catch you. up with you. We miss you a ton at New Canaan, but it's awesome to hear that you're loving life out there. Oh, it's good to hear from you, too. And I'm excited. We have another date tomorrow, kids, with uh, Miss Bacon and Mr. Rothman, so... I'm very excited to talk to all of my old friends. 
yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna be awesome so i will uh well i'll talk to you tomorrow again we just won't record a podcast for it yes no not for that one yeah yeah that one will be uh that will be private uh, and, <laughs> uh yeah so well it was good to see dylan earlier on he popped in before we started recording guys um and uh dude looks good dude looks <laughs> good i guess i'll keep him yeah so all right well we'll catch up tomorrow but thank you so much for doing this this was a lot of fun no, Josh, this was so fun thank you for asking me i miss you i miss all my new canon kiddos and you know guys if you want to reach out i'd love to hear from you but like no pressure and joshi send me your roster so i can see who's listening to this absolutely will do all right well i will talk to you tomorrow okay sounds good josh all right bye bye all right, so uh, not making an appearance on the recorded version, but at the beginning, um, I did get a sight of Dylan, um, who was wearing um, a uh, a nice zip-up uh, sleeveless vest uh, showing off the guns, and uh, dude looks good. Dude looks good. Utah's been uh, been good uh, to them, um, getting out outdoors and enjoying uh, the scenery, the hikes, the uh, snowboarding all the biking, everything else. So, uh, they are, uh, they are certainly looking like they're enjoying everything and happy. And, uh, of course I know she mentioned it several times in the podcast, uh, but she does miss all of you, uh, much the same that I do, because even though I'm still here, I actually moved closer to new Canaan. So I wouldn't have to worry about my commute anymore and stuff yet. I have not been to school because of our current shutdown. So you know, we're going to get through this together, guys. So uh, keep your uh, keep your chins up, you know, keep doing the good things. Um, and uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, you know, eventually, hopefully we'll all get to laugh at this um, someday if we're not in permanent insanity uh, with all of our solo time. So um, anyway, looks like it's a little bit nicer today than yesterday. So hopefully people can get out in the afternoon. Um, but I look forward to seeing your faces, uh, on our uh, review call, uh, for fed 10 and 51. Uh, we also got, um, uh, the review packet, which, uh, if you could finish up by today and then that way I can get you some sample questions out to you tomorrow. Um, and we'll also look at, uh, Brutus one tomorrow, the anti-federalist side, of the constitutional ratification debates. So looking forward to that um, and can't wait to talk to you guys again. So uh, be well, be safe, and I will see you.